I don't give a good hot dog if Casey Dunn has a video of Mike Gundy, A. Gundy, heck, any Gundy, performing fellatio at a donkey show in Mexico. Dunn's got to go. You're a man. He's a man. So be a man. Go grab your big boy panties out of somebody's purse and prove to the fan base that you still care a little bit and, I don't know, fire somebody. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on every single podcasting platform visually as well on YouTube. You can find me personally on Twitter at AllDayOState. And today we're brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook betting partner. Speaking of FanDuel, that's a good segue for me to tell you You've been bamboozled, you've been hoodwinked, you've been deceived, whatever you want to call it. And honestly, primarily by me, I took all of the orange Kool-Aid that was coming out of Stillwater and I force-fed it to everybody that I could. Now, I will say, the clips were real, highlights are real, on-field analysis is real, meeting room, locker room, players, all of that. That was real. The excitement was real. The tenacity was real. Now, obviously, when you're not doing full-on tackling, it can be a little bit uh, caught in the wash, right? But for those of you out there that were saying, Cody, chill out on hammering the over simply because we might look good on air. We might look good against each other, but it doesn't mean we're going to look good against our competition. You guys were right. I was wrong. It is what it is, um, you know. But realistically speaking, Gundy, stop telling us things are fine. Stop telling us that all of the quarterbacks look good. Stop telling us that we are tackling better. And most importantly, stop telling us after K-State last year, KU last year, Bedlam last year, bowl game last year, South Alabama this year, that we got outcoached, outplayed. We're tired of hearing that, man. How are you going to keep telling us that we're keep, we keep getting outcoached for five of the last seven games but we keep the same coaches and we do the same things. Uh, guys, imagine being a quarterback that loves being in Michigan, even though you know you're not going to play, primarily because of the freedom that Jim Harbaugh allows his quarterbacks and wide receivers to have inside the offense. And now also imagine that you go to Waco, Texas, and you tell everybody in their mom that you're a Baylor Bear and you're driving to go pack your bags in Ann Arbor to move to Waco. And then on the way, you stop in Stillwater, and you get sold, hey, what you did at Michigan, we're actually going to start doing here. So everything you loved about Michigan, guess what? You can love it about Stillwater, too. And then also imagine that you tell one of the highest-rated running backs in the history of Oklahoma State that he should definitely come back because he's going to be a bell cow. We're going to be a more power-oriented offense. He's going to get the ball more. We're going to bring in Elijah Collins from Michigan State, who almost rushed for a 1,000 yards, 
to be a compliment. And then we also have a home run hitter in Jaden Nixon that's going to get plenty of opportunities, plenty of carries, and plenty of plays out of the backfield. And then all of this stuff not happening. Now imagine that you're in a situation where you're trying to get other places to buy off Charlie Dickey's contract and you can't do it and nobody wants to buy his contract so you just keep him. No, man. Somebody, somewhere, has the money to get rid of a coach that's dragging us down. And I had a lot of faith in Coach Dickey this season because of us doing what he's custom to do it. Guys, at Kansas State, for 15 years, they probably threw, what, 15 passes a game? So we understand some of the deficiencies in the pass protection. Yet here we are, running a crazy, wild, spread open, Texas Tech style of offense. And then on top of that, right, take your imagination and then ponder this one. What if you name Gunnar Gundy the starter? And then Gunnar Gundy comes to you and Casey Dunn and says, I'm not comfortable starting. I don't want to start. Imagine the deficiencies that we have in, in coaching already. And then you're going to expect them to, to completely basically scrap the game plan that you started the game with to establish some of the running game. And then instead, try to take the passing game that was designed for Bowman to come in after Gunnar Gundy. And then you try to squeeze it all together. And then after the game, you have the audacity to tell everybody, we didn't have an answer. We didn't have adjustments. And again, we've heard this before from Gundy and Dunn. We've heard Gundy make little backhanded comments about the ineptitude of the offense. We've heard Dunn make little backhanded comments about the ineptitude of his freedom to call plays. So there has been dissension between Dunn and Gundy for obviously a little bit longer than we are aware of. And then let me ask you, why would you reward the person that said that they were not ready to start with like six and a half, seven series. Now, we knew that Garrett Rangel had to be hospitalized, had to have multiple IV bags. He was sick Tuesday, Wednesday. Those were the meat and taters day of, of hands-on practice. So we all knew that Garrett Rangel was going to be the third guy. He was going to be the last guy, and he was going to be on a limited kind of snap count. But why would you put your son in down 42 to nothing in Manhattan? For him to be on national television shaking. And then for all of the fan base and all the other fan bases to say, that Gunner Gundy kid, not a D1 player, shouldn't be out there. And then you do it again to Garrett Rangel Saturday. Why would you put him in there? What is the point? What good would it even serve to put him in? Now, I understand he's a trooper. He's a warrior. He wants to play. But there was not going to be any benefit to that. And there was never going to be any benefit to him putting Gunnar Gundy in the game against Kansas State and Manhattan. But we've heard the same song and dance, guys. After K-State, I would imagine most of us said, this is probably a one-off. 
right? We haven't get, gotten beat like that in 17 years, 18 years. And then it happened the very next weekend against KU. First loss, worst loss in Lawrence since 1994. So that's two weeks in a row, in a row where we're like, you know what? Eh, this ain't going to keep happening. But it did. And then we found out why. And it was primarily locker room oriented. And then we heard this beautiful song and dance this summer about it's a different Gundy, it's a different approach, we're handling injuries different, we're being more personable, not addressing guys by numbers anymore. But you got to think, guys, there's 135 players. For Gundy or anybody to think that 135 players are going to constantly stay silent is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So. The sky didn't fall. It fell last year. And we knew about it. And we talked about it. And we were told it was fixed. The players believed it. I believed it. I think some of you believed it too. And part of that is definitely on me. And so I'm apologizing to y'all. I, 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 I learned a lesson here. However good you look on air, however good you look against other people, however good you look compared to the previous year, it means nothing until the bullets are flying and the lights are on. I get that. All right, y'all. Another thing uh, that, that I get is the need for everybody to have more peace of mind. Right? Guys, I can tell you from uh, personal experience, and that's, that's part of all of this stuff, is personally, um, when, when I went through all of the, the amputation and I was you know hospitalized for like six months and all that fun jazz, my whole life has been athletic-based, right? Every job I've ever had, I get promoted primarily because I was just willing to physically outwork everybody, right? Do more stuff, work more hours, take more 3 a.m. emergency phone calls. And then when I was put in a position where the use of my legs would no longer be a weapon in my arsenal, I it, it sucked. But thank goodness there's companies out there like BetterHelp. BetterHelp is designed to help you find a way to be your best self, basically, right? Like if you've ever found yourself in a bad spot, trying to fall asleep. Your brain just won't stop talking to you. You're, and your thoughts are racing. And it, it's just hard to kind of conceptualize all of it. There's a great way to lose all of those racing thoughts and, and talk, talk through them. Therapy gives you a place to do that. So you can get out of your negative thought cycles. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. Again, that is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash locked on college locked on college being all one word again betterhelp.com slash locked on college start your journey today all righty guys uh we get to jump into number two and this is probably the most perplexing 
of all of it. Somebody tell me um, how many Power 5 programs have had the same coordinator stay for 14, 13, 15 years. It's not many. You do see it somewhat often in the in the JUCO ranks or the NIA ranks or the Division II, Division Three ranks, but you don't see it all that often in Power 5 football because traditionally speaking, if you're really good at your job, you're going to have other opportunities. You're going to have people beating down your door. So why is Casey Dunn even still here? And now picture this one. At what Power 5, JUCO, D1, D2, D3 place would an offensive coordinator ever be able to tell a head coach, no, I'm not doing that? Also, probably not many. You could argue maybe 0%. So if there's merit to the idea that Dunn was asked in the offseason to be offensive coordinator only and allow somebody like Trayson to be brought up within to coach the wide receivers on a consistent basis and or have the ability to interview for other wide receivers. Coaches, as a head coach, you don't have to ask, do you? No, you don't. You just tell. You just say, hey, bud, this is what we're doing. You can keep calling plays. But we need somebody that's 100% all day, every day, just focus on wide receivers so that way you can focus on your play-calling duties. And then him say, no, I'm good. I'll pass. I want to do both. I'm going to do both. Thanks for the consideration, though. Is that not a wild ride? That's equally as wild as your starting quarterback with the last name, as a, as, a, as a guy who's running the show, saying he don't want to start. That's wild. Now, you could, uh, you could kick around a multitude of reasons as to why that could potentially be. The most logical answer seems to be is if you don't trust the O-line, you don't trust the, the, the game plan that's been put together, Maybe you lean on the, the veteran guy, but then it puts the veteran guy in a bad spot, right? Because, of course, of course, Alan Bowman is going to step up and say, heck, yeah, I'll do it. Garrett was sick, missed a couple of days. Uh, you know, if Gunner doesn't feel comfortable, not ready, don't feel good, whatever it is, I'll do it. But what are we going to do about the scripted game plan? What do we do with that? Oh, we're just going to open it wide up. Okay. Now, I understand that they had an emphasis on stopping the run. But then why does Major Applewhite just dominate us with play calling? He ran when it was needed. The quarterback checked when it was needed, called all the bulls when it was needed, threw the ball when it was needed, completed you know, third downs, first downs, they averaged almost like five yards a carry, four yards a carry on first down. Brian Nardo has been a breath of fresh air and still is. A lot of the recruits are still very invested in Brian Nardo. 
the, the current defensive players are still very invested in Brian Nardo. So you're going to still see some improvements defensively, which is going to be a fun watch. But offensively, it's not going to be super fun. And evidently, Gundy doesn't have the ability or the willingness to fire somebody. I mean, you're making Charlie Dickey look really bad. Really bad. You're making Tim Rattay, who all the quarterbacks seem to absolutely love, look very inept at his ability to develop quarterbacks. You make the decisions, buddy. Or at least that's what we think. What does somebody, does somebody have something on you? Because it just, it, it, it literally doesn't make sense. A large portion of the fan base is now realizing that this dude looks like he's checked out. This dude looks like, dare I say, he's trying to get fired. There's no adjustments. There's no realistic innovation. There's no virtue sig signaling right now that overrides the love for Oklahoma State to get bigger, to get better, to be a bigger brand, a more national brand, a brand that national media has access to. That's the brand that we all want. And that's the brand that you set out to deliver. You raised the bar. You invented the ceiling. Yet you are single-handedly preventing anybody from busting through the ceiling. So if the idea here is to have 70 players rotate, including three quarterbacks, three running backs, seven wide receivers, six linebackers, eight D linemen. If it all worked out, and then we have a bye week before Kansas State, Kansas State has nothing to prepare for. And you look like a genius, an absolute genius. But as we said last week, well, I mean, we're clearly playing with fire here because if we dropped a dud of a non-con game or lost to Iowa State, then you'd look really ridiculous. Well, the latter happened. We're not still undefeated. We're not still going to the Iowa State pillow fight of the weekend with the idea of preparation for K-State. We can't prepare for K-State anymore. Guys, I don't even know if we can offensively prepare for ourselves. I don't know at this point in time if Casey Dunn can be in the headset with Brian Nardo and Brian Nardo tell him, this is what coverage I'm in, this is the guy I'm blitzing, and Dunn figure out a way to get around it. If the middle linebacker yelled to the quarterback, hey, we're bailing to cover two and blitzing this dude over here, would our quarterbacks be able to check out of it? Would our wide receivers be able to adjust their routes predicated upon where the safeties are, where the linebackers go, where the depth is? 
It don't look like it. Because Alan Bowman spent part of the summer, I believe it was in California, working with some of the wide receivers on routes and concepts and understanding each other on what they would do if the DBs did X, Y, and Z. And then we take them and we, we, we shove it all into this little bitty baby Boone Pickens box. Boone Pickens Stadium box, I should say. Guys, because you know, Boone Pickens ascended to another level of heaven on Saturday because he was rolling in his grave so much they had to kick him up a notch most likely. Boone would not stand for this. We know Holder wouldn't. That's why Holder's not here anymore. Holder and, and, and Gundy had very, very many contentious conversations in regard to recruiting and budget and how it should be done. And Gundy always wanted to prove a point to Holder. Like, ha-ha, see, you allocated this amount, but I didn't need that amount. I almost, I almost could have recruited with half of that amount. This is not just for me. This is coming from Holder's mouth. So, Gundy has the keys to the kingdom. He has Chad Weiberg, who I think we can all agree is probably really good AD. We all believe in, in President Trump. But there's something not kosher here. There is no justification, zero, for every coach on the staff to still have a job. Even if you got to fire somebody just for the sake of showing the fan base that you do care, you are trying to make uh, changes and adjustments. People sometimes go after places or coaches for firing too early in a season. But sometimes it just has to be done, if nothing more than to just send a message. And if you feel bad for the guy, you could probably give him a nice little Christmas bonus. But we're not doing that. So what are we doing? Well, as we've just heard recently, we're going to continue this rotation of madness. And now, the Iowa State game that would and should and could have been almost a guaranteed W has now become the best pillow fight of the entire weekend, at least in the Big 12. This competition is ridiculous because they're not all getting the same opportunities play-calling-wise. So, like, we're trying to showcase certain things. But if it doesn't work, we don't have a backup plan. If it doesn't work, we're like, you know what? It hasn't been working. We're just going to keep going at it. It'll work eventually, right? We have the worst, most predictable coaching in the conference. Unfortunately, it doesn't appear to be getting a lot better. We will continue this rotation against Iowa State. It, it, it will probably continue to be a problem. 
I'm as I'm irritated, right? Frustrated. Because and, and and guys, some of the common consensus from high school coaches, some of which used to coach these dudes on the roster, a large portion in the state of Texas that we recruit typically pretty heavily is that nobody feels bad for Gundy. Nobody feels bad for Dunn. Nobody really even feels that bad, per se, for Oklahoma State. They, these dudes feel bad for the kids. The kids that had opportunities to transfer, but were sold a lot of, uh, a lot of cool stuff to not leave. And guys, you know, it is true. Some of the people that transferred did try to get people to not not even come with them. Just get out of the situation inside the locker room in Stillwater. So if we ever want to have another conversation about a deficiency in recruiting, it's not about the budget. It's about this stuff. You cannot give people false hope and use it as your blueprint anymore. A, a decent amount of kids that end up at Oklahoma State are there traditionally because they don't get offers from Bama and Texas and Arkansas. And OU. Right? So we make a living on guys that were recruited by North Texas and UTSA and Houston. So clearly going to Oklahoma State, it's a big, it's a big upgrade and it's a big opportunity. But some of the players that know they can make an instantaneous difference are told and guided elsewhere. Perception is not always reality. But if the perception isn't great, then when do you, as a part of the cog in the machine, try to reverse the trend? And I'm not talking to y'all. I'm talking to some, the people at Oklahoma State. You're not doing these young men any, any good by pulling the wool over their eyes. You're not doing yourself or your staff or the university any good either by continuing to talk to the fan base like we're stupid. Like we don't have eyeballs. We don't have ear holes. And we don't have people that are willing to have these uh, conversations. Because nothing ever gets better if it's never discussed. Nothing ever gets better if it's not talked about. So, you know, b b before we, we, we dive into another layer, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, I do have to remind you that you can have a fun game day atmosphere and a fun experience without all the hangovers. Athletic Brewing Company is the best in the business in creating non-alcoholic Brouhaha's, a.k.a. beers. Now is the time to get the game changer of the week, 
brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. They have completely changed or revolutionized the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They have completely changed all of all of the ideas behind what's cool and what's not. And their brews, great tasting, award winning, full, and they beat out full strength beers on global competitions all the time. They brew over fifty styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, golden sours, and more. They're consistently releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to the variety. They're really the fit for all times, so you can drink them anytime, anywhere, any activity, no matter what. Watch the big game or your kid's game. You can tackle work at the, at the office, uh, or, or you can uh, you tackle your kids in practice for football. doesn't matter. You're not going to have hangovers. First-time customers right about Chanel can use the code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first order online. Again, that is LOCKEDON. At checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. It is near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, the right fit for all times. All right, so when it comes to this rotation that we have coming up, with as much as a disservice that Gundy did to Garrett Rangel, I think it's only... Uh, fair that he started against Iowa State. The question is, is that's what is that what's best for the entire team? Is that's what, what what's best for him? Is given Ollie Gordon three carries what's best for him? I don't know. Is Throwing the most predictable route concepts, the same route concepts that we've been running for years, beneficial? Obviously not. People don't like, uh, you know, being sales pitched on, you know, all of the, the rainbows and the unicorns and the lollipops to find out that. It's not exactly the way it is. So, in fairness, it should go Garrett Rangel, Alan Bowman, Gunnar Gundy. Simply because you rewarded Gunnar Gundy with, what, six and a half some odd series? After him telling you he didn't want to start. What kind of message does that send? Which is completely ironic because last year, the dude was deathly afraid to put his son in the game because he wanted to avoid any negative connotations of, oh, look, we suck again because Gundy put his son in the game. Something's off, y'all. There is no rational reasoning as to why Casey Dunn has a job. Charlie Dickey has a job. Tim Rattay has a job. Jacob, Jason McIndoo has a job. But they all do. And as we said before the spring even started, that by putting his back against the wall and saying, no, I'm not firing anybody. I'm not getting rid of anybody. 
I'm going to prove everybody wrong and show the world that we can adjust everything in-house and produce a brand new product that people haven't seen for years. And once again, just like the rotating 73,000 people and multiple position groups, week after week after week, if it would have worked, you look like a genius. Smartest man in football. Which is what we all know, that's the only award you haven't got that you wish you, you had. Well, maybe you're not the smartest guy in football, bud. But maybe you can be the smartest guy in Stillwater that's willing to do something. Something. That's all we're asking for. Maybe stop the rotation. Maybe name a starter. Maybe be more creative and innovative offensively. Maybe stop pulling the wool over everybody's eyes and continuously trying to tell everybody things are fine. House is on fire, but there's nothing to see here. You don't have to disclose, like, you know, everything in the world. You probably don't even need to disclose 80% of anything. But you give the media 2%. You, you give some other media, yeah, maybe 15%. But you're giving the players and the fans like 2.3%. This isn't normal. This doesn't happen everywhere across the country. Not every college in America operates this way. If anybody tells you that, that's a false, inaccurate line. Here's the deal, guys. We're going to continue uh, our ascension because there are far more people that are invested in, in our success than the people who aren't happy. It is it is what it is, right? This whole industry, it's a fickle mistress. But it's fine. Because if it wasn't legitimate, it would be shut down. It would be canceled. It would be finito. But you can't shut down everybody everywhere for everything. And typically, the truth always comes out. It might be years down the road. It might be a podcast. It might be a memoir. It might be a book. It might be a, a, an interview. But this stuff never gets sequestered forever. Squashed. Whatever. Any boohoo, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't have a chance to get to the picks. Uh, we'll talk about that, obviously, a little bit more tomorrow. I can tell you this. Probably not very good. If I were to guess, I'm probably like 20 and 10. Pretty bad. I deserve to lose the 50, 60 bucks that I was able to win the week before. Because I, I drank the orange Kool-Aid. I got it hooked, line, sinker. And I regurgitated it. 
and I was wrong. So, anybody this one ran a little bit long. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up this week. We have a lot of appearances. We have a lot of guest appearances. <clears throat> uh, Wednesday, we're doing the the regular re regulator day, uh, where I picked I picked a couple of people who are always in the comments, always in the shows, the regulars, aka regulators. They are going to be a part of the show Wednesday, and I think it's something we're going to start doing monthly. So shout out to the regulars. Shout out to the the, the regulators out there. And if you would like to to have an opportunity to potentially jump on the show, just uh, you know, be be invested in the show, like it, love it, hate it, dislike it, share it, comment, whatever whatever floats your boat. Just involvement because the cream rises to the top. So we're like that little mouse <laughs> that's just uh, just chugging away. All right, y'all. That's all we're going to have for this one right here. As always, you know I love you. God bless. Go Pokes. And until next time, thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen. You could be anywhere. You choose to be here. And now you know why. I appreciate you. I love you. Later, taters.